everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Card Talk. It is currently 422 on a beautiful July 18th. It's been very humid, very warm out lately, and um, I'm noticing that one of my things in this car is broken. Oh my gosh, the little arm thing in my car is like dying. No, what happened? Okay, wait, I think I fixed it. Temporary fix? No, that seems pretty good. Okay, we got it fixed. My arm thing's working. And you probably already noticed by now, the sound quality, the sound quality today is top notch. That's because I'm not driving right now, okay? Um, it's really hot out. I really don't want to just go meaningly, mean, meaningly? Meaningly, meanless, mean, meaninglessly. Is that a word? Meaninglessly around the, the neighborhood like I did with Julian last week. It was a lot of fun, but it's just it's too hot out today for that. So I'm sitting in my garage in my car because you have to keep to the roots of a podcast like this. If you're going to say you're going to be in a car, you're, you, got, you got to be in a car. I'm just not moving. Okay, you could say it's like my car is slightly moving by molecules at every second. So in a way, we're moving. So here's the thing. Saviors of Old Doom has been, there's been kind of a lull in card releases and stuff. And today, Blizzard, they just, they kicked the door down. And I had to get an episode out now. I was going to wait a little bit until even more cards were out. Um, to release an episode, but they showed some stuff today that has blown my mind. So if you think back to just, and, and basically any episode I've had, I, Reno Jackson always comes up. I even said that, you know, once they reveal his card, if it's amazing, I'm probably going to do a whole episode on it. And tr that is true, sort of, yes. The card isn't as amazing as I would have hoped, but there's more to it than that. So let's just get right into it. At San Diego Comic-Con today, there was a panel with a Blizzard developer, a couple voice actors and whatnot for the League of Explorers, and I guess they showed off all four of the League of Explorer legendary cards. Uh, it wasn't streamed online since it's a part of San Diego Comic-Con. You have to actually pay to attend these panels. Uh, maybe the VOD will be up later. Who knows? Um, but basically, in this panel, yeah, they talked about the different characters. The voice actors talked about how they came up with the voices for these characters, and whatever. So let's get into the cards, because I feel like I have a lot that I want to talk about, but then I also feel like I'm so hyped about this that this might just be way shorter than I think. Let's get right into it. The League of Explorers, the four of them, the legendaries, have been released, at least announced, I should say. They're all minions. So we have Elise the Enlightened, for Druid. We have Sir Finley of the Sands for Paladin. We have Reno the, what did they call it? It's like Reno the, I got, I got to look this up because I don't want to mess this up. Reno the, don't worry, I'm not driving right now so I can actually look things up. Reno the Relicologist. Relicologist, because you know, he searches for relics. And then we have Dino Tamer Bran. My favorite type of decks have been Reno decks because they have the text if your deck has no duplicates. And I think that that style of deck is fun for many reasons. 
The first reason being that you get to see more of the cards from your collection because you're not just running 15 cards and two of each of those 15. You're running 30 unique individual cards. And so for me personally, I really enjoy that because I get to see more of the cards that I own. And it decreases the consistency of your deck, yes, but it also increases the skill level because there may be certain situations where, let's say in a normal deck, I'd have two copies of, excuse me, in a mage deck, I'd run two copies of Blizzard, which is a six mana, deal two damage to all enemy minions and freeze them. Well, now in a deck where I don't want to run duplicates, I have to, I could still run one Blizzard. But if I'm wanting to get a similar effect still, I'm going to have to look elsewhere. I could throw in a three mana Frost Nova that freezes all the enemies, but doesn't do damage to them. Or I could go up one mana to seven mana Flame Strike, which deals four damage to all enemies, but doesn't freeze them. So it, it increases the skill level of playing the deck because you're going to have to work yourself around certain scenarios based on a deck that isn't as consistent. And so all four of the League of Explorer legendaries share the text of if your deck has no duplicates. This is something I never knew Blizzard was going to do in the way that they've done it, and I am so excited. So in the past, we've had Reno Jackson and Kazakus. Those were both neutral legendary cards that were no duplicate for your deck. The thing about Kazakus, however, he was in an expansion called The Mean Streets of Gadgetzan. And in that expansion, all of the nine classes were f split into three factions. You had the Cabal, the Jade Lotus, and you had the Grimy Goons. And the Cabal were the ones that got Kazakus. So the classes that were the, a part of the Cabal were Priest, Warlock, and Mage. So only those three classes could use Kazakus. And then each of those classes also got their own specific class legendary that was a, if your deck has no duplicates. All three of those weren't super crazy powerful, but they, they were just kind of an extra little push to push the no duplicate deck forward. So for instance, the mage one was a seven mana five five. If your deck has no duplicates, your next spell this turn ca costs zero. So you could play her on seven, get a 5-5 five, five body, and I could theoretically play a 10 damage, 10 mana Pyroblast for free. The best one of the three was Raza the Chained for Priest. Before he got nerfed, his text said that if your deck has no duplicates, your hero power costs zero for the rest of the game. And that became an issue once the Death Knight of Priest came out. That hero power was deal two damage. Whenever you play a card, refresh this. So you have a zero mana hero power that deals two damage. And anytime you play a card, it refreshes. So basically it came out with an archetype called Machine Gun Priest. And it was so good that it got nerfed. Anyway, I kind of am rabbit trailing here, but I'm kind of just filling in the gaps of the history of the no duplicates types of cards. There have only been five in the history of Hearthstone in the last five years. And those were those five. Um, well, so there were Reno Jackson, Kazakis, Inkmaster Solia for Mage, Raza the Chained for Priest, and then you had, um, what was the name of the Warlock one? I think his name was like Cruel or something. Something the Unshackled. It, you know, I feel kind of bad I don't remember, but it, was, it wasn't even a good card. It was a 9-mana 7-9, I think. Summon all demons from your hand. 
Basically, it, it just wasn't cruel. I think it's cruel the unshackled. Anyway, he wasn't a super good card, but I digress. So up until this point in Hearthstone history, everyone in Wild could play Reno if they wanted to make a no duplicates deck. Any class could do that. But that's the only ones that they could do unless you were Mage, Priest, and Warlock. Then you had two other options for your deck. All three of those could put Kazakus in, or you could put in one of your specific class ones. So in Wild, the non-standard format of Hearthstone, I could, for instance, play... You know, right now I've been playing a Reno Mage that runs Reno Jackson, Kazakus, and Inkmaster Solia. All three cards that benefit from the no-duplicate thing in your deck. So, four Saviors of Old Doom. Man, I'm just rabbit-trailing around here. I think it's because I'm so excited for this that I, I'm just, I'm rabbit-trailing. But that's okay. You know, longer podcasts are fun. You know, you got a lot of stuff to do. I'm going to entertain you as best as I can. It's what I do. I mean, come on. So, we have Druid, Paladin, Hunter, and Mage all getting no duplicate legendaries. That puts Mage's total in Wild up to four which is the most that any class can have of these no-duplicate legendaries into a deck. And that's why when I go through the cards, I do think that the mage one released for Saviors of Old Doom, which is Reno the... Um, man, what was what was the name again? Reno the Relicologist, right? Uh, I gotta look this up again. I can't mess this up for my followers, you know. Reno the Relicologist. I think his is the weaker of the four, but that's because in Wild, there's already three that mage can run. And I think it will get to a point where if Blizzard just keeps putting these out, you know, theoretically in 20 years, if they're going at the same pace of now, I could have 30 cards in my deck that all have the, if your deck has no duplicates, do something awesome. And I think that they are starting to kind of, maybe not balance for wild, but they have it in mind. So let's go through these cards. I'm going to do Reno last because he is my favorite, even though I do think he is the weakest. So up first, we have Elise for Druid. So it's really cool that we have Druid, Paladin, and Hunter now entering into the Reno no-duplicate type of decks. Elise the Enlightened is a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five minion. If your deck has no duplicates, duplicate your hand. If your deck has no duplicates, duplicate your hand. So if it's turn 5... I play this, I have anywhere between, let's say, three to five cards. I play here, I go from three cards to six. I go from five to ten. This is a powerful effect. Blizzard has said that this card was kind of made with Healing Druid in mind. Healing Druid, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but it's balanced, or it revolves around a card called Lucent Bark, which is a taunt, and when it dies, you heal yourself, it comes back to life. So what this does is Elise allows you to resurrect Lucent Bark over and over and over and over and over. Because the Lucent Bark deck, I've been playing it a little bit, what can happen is you can get to a point where you've run out of cards to heal yourself, meaning your Lucent Barks are no longer coming back to life. If you have Elise, however, you can time her in a way that maybe I have, you know, even if it's just one of my healing cards, but on average, it, you'd probably wait for you to have two to three of your healing cards in your hand. Boom, you play Elise, and now you have, um, now you've duplicated that. You've duplicated those cards. Now I realize that this is a no duplicate deck, so you are already cutting down on the amount of healing that you have. But one fun thing about the no duplicates in your deck, this is something a lot of people forget, and it's a risk reward kind of a thing. So this isn't a card that says, 
if your deck has no duplicates at the start of the game. It does not say that. It just says if your deck has no duplicates. So when you play this card, basically is what it says. So that means I could run two copies of any cards that I want. I just have to had drawn one of those two in my hand so there's only one in my deck when I play my no duplicates card, if you follow what I'm trying to say here. So I could, there are often many times in my no duplicate decks where there's a card that's so good I want to run two copies of it. I go in knowing that I just then am not able to use my no duplicate card's effects until I have drawn one of those two because it's not going to trigger. And you can increase that risk-reward however much you want. Maybe there are two different cards that you want two copies of, so on and so forth. So it's kind of a balancing act. So Elise, uh, the Enlightened, is a good card. Um, as of right now, without seeing the rest of Saviors of Uldu, I'm not going to give like a card rating or anything, but I do think that it's going to be somewhere in a Tier 3, looking at a regular Hearthstone, Tier 1 being the best, Tier 5 being the worst. I think it's going to be a t in a Tier 3 type of deck that it is a part of. So I'm not going to say that the card itself is, you know, 3 out of 5 stars. It might be. I'm just saying that it's going to probably land in a Druid deck that the deck overall is Tier 3 in terms of its power level. All right, on to the second card here. We have Sir Finley of the Sands. He is a 2-mana two 2-3 two, with a battle cry that reads, If your deck has no duplicates, discover... An upgraded hero power. Discover an upgraded hero power. So the old Sir Finley from the League of Explorers was a one mana one three battle cry discover a new hero power, which worked really great for um, the one that ran him the most was Shaman because Shaman's hero power of summon a random totem. Sometimes it doesn't work very well for all archetypes, and at the time Shaman was wanting to be a little bit more aggressive. So they ran Sir Finley in the hopes that when they could discover a new hero power, remember discover is going to give you three different options. So you're going to see three of the nine classes at random, three hero powers. And basically that shaman deck was looking to get anything aggressive. So the druid one, the rogue, the hunter, the mage. Basically there was a good chance that you were going to get a more aggressive hero power to increase your deck strength overall. So what this Sir Finley does, it harkens back to that original one from the League of Explorers, except this time, Finley has, you know, he's increased in his archaeological skills. He no longer is just discovering a new hero power. He's discovering an upgraded hero power. This is very powerful. Without being swayed by Reno is my favorite, I'm going to say that this is the most powerful of the four cards, and he will probably be run the most. For the reasons being, you could run him similar to a, a the way they, Finley used to be run in the Shaman decks in an aggressive deck. You could do that. Or you could run him, who I think is going to be, as more of a control type of a uh, card in a control deck overall. So the upgraded hero powers came out in an old expansion about four years ago called the Grand Tournament with a card called Justicar True Heart. She was a 6-mana six 6-3 six, with a battle cry that read... Upgrade your starting hero power. Basically, it doubled your hero power's strength. It didn't double in all cases. But so, for instance, so Sir Finley of the Sands can discover for you three, you get an option of three of the nine classes and their upgraded hero power. So, for instance, you could get Warlock, which the upgraded one for Warlock is just two mana, draw a card. That's very powerful. You could get the Paladin one, which is summon two 1-1 one -one Silverhand recruits. 
You could get the Druid one, which is two mana, gain plus two attack, gain two armor. You could get the the Warrior one, which is two mana, gain four armor. You could get the Shaman one, which I don't know if you'd pick it, but I think the Shaman one is really cool and has never been used. Never been used. It's two mana, uh, choose a basic totem. So instead of getting a random one, it's like a discover, except you see all four of the totems and you get to choose which one you want. So if you need spell damage, you go with the spell damage. If they have a huge minion on the board and they only have one, you can choose the taunt one to put up a taunt totem and now they have to hit the taunt totem first. So I think Sir Finley of the Sands is very, very flexible. You can slot him into any kind of type of deck that you like. This, again, this is a no duplicates deck. But I think depending upon the way that the game is going, he's going to really help to shift things in a direction that you think they need to go, which again harkens back to all of these no duplicate things. It's going to be a skill testing card. You're going to have to be able to realize, okay, do is this game going longer than I think it should? Okay, then I need to take a control hero power, like warriors or priests or even mage. Uh, is this game going to end soon? Can I end it soon? Then maybe you go with the hunter hero power, or you go with the druid hero power or the rogue hero power. So depending how things are going, the player is in the position of kind of deciding the outcome. And I don't really mean, you know, you choose a hero power and you just win. But in a lot of ways, it's going to reward you for your knowledge of what's happening in the game. All right, third of the explorers. This one is really fun. When I read this, I actually went, oh my gosh. This is Dino, what's his name again? Dino Tamer Bran. He's a seven mana, two, four. Those stats are horrible. Seven mana, two, four. Vanilla, again, should be seven mana, seven, eight. But this harkens back to the original Bran's bronze beard, which was a three mana, two, four. So he's keeping his stats. So for four mana more than the original Bran bronze beard, you'd have to think it'd be a pretty good effect. And it is. So his effect is if your deck has no duplicates, summon King Crush. And this is an audio podcast, so I know you can't see the art, but for Dino Tamer Bran, it's Bran Bronzebeard on a giant dinosaur. And he's got a whip because he's the Dino Tamer. Don't worry, the whip doesn't hurt the dinosaurs that much. It just puts them into line. You know, it's like a little mosquito bite or something. And so what Bran is doing is he's tamed King Crush. And when you play him on seven, he will summon his companion, King Crush. Now, what is King Crush, you ask? King Crush is a hunter legendary card that costs nine mana. It's a nine mana, eight, eight beast with charge. Charge is not rush. Rush is a mechanic where when you play it, it can only then attack other minions. Charge is you can, sure, attack a minion or you can go face. That means with King Crush, you can play him on turn nine, and I can do eight damage to the opponent's face, which at that point in the game is going to be close to a third to a half of their health. That's very powerful. So what Bran, Dino Tamer Bran is doing, again, this is the no duplicates thing. I'm not going to just keep going over and over the, the skill level of it, but this card is very skill intensive in terms of two turns earlier than you could play King Crush. You play Bran, you have a two, four, and an 8-8 eight, eight on the board. So it actually, if you fulfill a condition, it does meet the vanilla stats and then even more. You add the 2-4 with the 8-8 eight, eight, and you're going to have a, what is that, quick math, 10-12 for 7, 
which is absolutely worth it. And then eight, eight of those stats, you can choose to hit a minion with it or to hit their face. This isn't counting things in wild where on turn 10, you could play the three mana two, four original brand bronze beard, which his original effect is your battle cries triggered twice. Then you play this new brand with the battle cry summon King crush and you're talking in wild on turn 10, you're going to have two brand bronze beards, each of them with two, four stats. So you got four, eight stats there. And then you're summoning two, summoning two King crushes, eight, 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 eight. So what is that? 16, 16 plus four, eight. You're talking, oh my gosh, is that twenty twenty four of stats for 10? That's strong. The math may not be strong. It may be off, but I think it's strong. All right, to the final no duplicates card. The one that is the least flashy, but this is my Grifta of this set. This is the one that I'm going to fight for. This is the one that I'm putting myself out there for. Grifta was one that I, I still play him in my decks. I play him in my Reno decks in Wild because of the skill factor of it. And I'm, I'm fighting here for Reno the Relicologist. So Reno sticks to his original stats of being 6 mana, 4 attack, and 6 health. They have kept that. Again, this is the Mage Legendary, so only Mage can play this. And his text reads, Battlecry, if your deck has no duplicates, deal 10 damage, randomly split among all enemy minions. Again, Battlecry, if your deck has no duplicates, deal 10 damage, randomly split among all enemy minions. So, the internet has exploded. Did you hear me do this with my hands? I'm warming up. I'm warming up to defend this guy. Come on, Reno. I got your back, bro. Reddit, everything, everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. CNN, Fox, BBC. Everyone is talking about Reno the Relicologist and how it's utter trash. And I'm like, no, baby, that ain't true. Reno is here to save the day. Come on. So what Reno is doing, and I am ready to get hyped for this, Reno is a turn six board clear with a four six body attached to it. Yes, you have the no duplicates thing in there, and this is one of your 30 cards. So the chances that you've drawn it by turn six are low, but that's the part of the fun of the no duplicates deck is that you are, you're all in for this risk reward factor. And so what Reno is going to do, there's a couple key things in his text that most people are missing online is it's deal 10 damage randomly split among all enemy minions. Among enemy minions is the key. Most of mages deal random damage to things. Their spells have been to enemies. So that means, for instance, they have a one mana card that deals three damage split among random enemies. Let's say they have one minion on the board and it has one health and I need to kill it because or else it's going to kill me next turn. But this is a weird fantasy world where I'm on turn 20 and they have like a one one sheep that's going to kill me. Okay, that's weird. And that's just a weird fantasy world. Who has that fantasy that on turn 20, you're facing down a sheep? I don't know. But I play Arcane Missiles. My three damage, I have a very high chance between three shots to shoot that stupid little sheep and send him into oblivion. But no, because it says random enemy, all three of my missiles, RNG hates me, go to my opponent's face, the sheep lives, and he kills me next turn. All of the deal random damage spells up to this point in mage are random enemies. Unless I'm just remembering this really wrong, it's I think it's every single one that has been printed in mage 
Arcane Missiles, Cinder Storm, you have the um, Meteorologist. I believe they all do it to random enemies. Which, yes, if you're trying to hit your opponent's face, maybe that's better. But this card is not meant for a face-killing deck. This is for a board control, draw-the-game-out kind of deck. And so what Reno does is he's doing the 10 damage, randomly split among all enemy minions. That means I know that all this, all of this 10 damage, none of it is going to randomly get sent to my enemy's face. So if my enemy has anywhere between 0 to 10 health worth between their minions on the board on turn 6, I'm going to wipe their entire board. Like Charmin Ultra, wipe that baby, okay? I'm going to take it out. That is a that's a good, that's a, I was going to say gross reference, but I think that's a powerful reference. Charmin Ultra. I bought this really low grade toilet paper a couple of weeks ago. This is TMI, but this is a tip for you guys. Saving three, four dollars on toilet paper because Charmin Ultra is like a little too expensive or whatever, isn't worth it when every single time you got a wipe, that is not a good experience. Plus, you're going through twice as many rolls. So Reno the Relicologist is the Charmin Ultra of Hearthstone cards. All right. And the fun thing about him, this is what I really like about his, his effect, is if my enemy, if, my, if their minions have 11 health, 12, you know, so on and so forth, there is a risk. I'm only going to do 10. So I can roll the dice and see if I hit all the right minions that I want. Yes, one of them or maybe a couple are going to live, but maybe there's a few that I'm just praying that Reno hits. And that plays into the lore of Reno shooting off this magical, you know, they've called it the Gatling wand. It's this gun that's made out of wands. And so Reno's firing this Gatling wand, but he's never used it before. So he doesn't always know where all the damage is going to go, but it's going to go somewhere. And I love that risk factor. Or maybe on the board, I already have a couple minions, which would make sense by turn six. Let's say they have 15 health minions on their board. I have, you know, my regular minions. Maybe because of the stuff I have on my board, I can decrease the health total on his side of his minions from 15 to, to 10. And boom, now I can board wipe. Or I can only get it down to 11. But that does increase my odds of destroying the things that I want on his side of the board. So I think this card is highly overlooked. Yes, I don't think it is going to make the no duplicates deck run just by itself in standard, but in wild, this is a great addition to my wild Reno deck, and I'm definitely going to slot it in there. Definitely going to make it in gold, and IGN is the one that got to reveal this. Um, it was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con, yes, but IGN got to do the write-up of the card, the process behind it, and they had a video of his entrance animation, and oh my gosh, it is so amazing. It's everything I've wanted. So the card art is Reno Jackson. He's holding the Gatling wand and he is just smiling and laughing. He's got his mustache blowing and basically he's shooting off the Gatling wand. The power is so strong that you can't really see it in the card art, but if you look at the full art, his hat, his explorer's hat, has blown off behind him, and he's just smiling and laughing and just enjoying what's happening. And his entrance animation has the League of Explorers music behind him. He swoops onto the board. This arcane magic starts spinning. The three crystals from the Gatling wand pop up, and it's just ten awesome lasers. This isn't like you play him, and it just goes... 
missile, 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 missile. No, it's... That's some audio quality for you. I implore you to go look it up online. All right, let's wrap this all up here. Thinking of our four new no-duplicate legendaries, the League of Explorers. Again, I think the one that's the best is Sir Finley of the Sands. If I'm going to put these in order of one to four, which ones are the best? Sir Finley of the Sands is number one. I'm going to put Elise the Enlightened at two. I'm actually going to put Reno the Relicologist at three and Dino Tamer Bran at four just because I don't think Hunter has all the best tools, at least as of right now. Maybe there's going to be some good ones printed in this set, but Hunter has lost a lot of their control tools with this last rotation. Deathstalker Rexar being the biggest one out there. They still have Zoljin, which is their 10-mana hero card, so it might work out. I think I'd put Reno and Brand kind of at a tie for third. We'll kind of see how this all pans out. But with all of them, I think Sir Finley aside, I think he could operate on his own in a no-duplicate deck. I do think that Blizzard is going to have to print at least one more no-duplicate card. A It's been in the past, so I would assume it would be a neutral legendary card, similar to Reno or Kazakis. A card that these decks can play that makes it more worth it to do no duplicates. Because the truth of the matter is, when you play a no duplicate deck, sure, it increases the skill, and I personally love that. Uh, it does very much decrease the power level of your deck. And I don't think any of these heroes, again, except for Finley, possibly, we'll see, I don't think any of them really give you enough of a reason to only put singles in your deck. So I do think that Blizzard is going to come out with a neutral legendary card that has the no duplicate, no duplicate text on it that you'll also be able to put in any of these four decks, in Hunter, Mage, Paladin, or Druid. Now, Mike Denae has said that they, there is one card coming out in this set that, and he says, you'll know it when you see it, it is one of the craziest cards they have ever printed. He says it, inquire, it required a lot of manpower to get done. He said it's one of the most complicated, if not the most complicated card they have ever made. He says, you're going to know it when you see it. The other time that they have said this, unless my memory serves me wrong, I believe the only other time they have said this is when they introduced Kazakis, because Kazakis required a lot of manpower in terms of development and coding and that sort of a thing. Because Kazakis is, if your deck has no duplicates, create a custom spell. There's like... 200, around 200 different combinations of potions that you can make. That's a complicated card. Kazaka says you play him, you choose if you want your potion to be 1 mana, 5 mana, or 10 mana. So lesser potion, potion, greater potion. You choose your size of potion. Then you choose between one of three ingredients. Then you choose between another one of three ingredients. And it combines your potion, and now you have a nice... 1 mana, 5 mana, or 10 mana potion that does something crazy. And there's a lot of different ingredients that went in there. There's a lot of different things with coding that they did to make it so that the ingredients of the potion mix in your favor. So it's not summon a 5-5. Five, five. So it's not like summon summon a minion. Summon, uh, well, what are the texts of it? Um, summon two minions that have died this turn. Deal 6 damage to all minions. No, it's deal 6 damage to all minions first then summon your two minions so that it doesn't counter itself out and your summoned minions just die. 
So there's a lot of coding and stuff that they put in there that they had to do in order to get Kazakus to work. And they've been talking about this Unseen Legendary in a similar way. So hopes out for that. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. So far, this has been a great um, teaser card release hype. And, you know, I'm so hyped for this that I forgot to get a good joke. And I'm just going to end this one with no joke. I'm sorry, but, you know, this episode, this no duplicate thing, it's no joke.